Welcome to Talking Baseball. We have a very fun interview for you, Matthew and Rob Lowe. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. In California is Trevor, and behind the plate is producer BBD. We're coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios. This will not be an episode of Trevor's Tidbits, which we usually do every Tuesday, because when you get Rob Lowe to come on the pod to talk Dodgers, to talk Astros, to talk baseball in general, you have Rob Lowe and you give him the slot that he deserves, which is as soon as possible. Jake, (laughs) Trev, we just ended this, and I think we all came away saying the same thing. That was a ton of fun. Perfect. A lot of fun. He's a star, man. Like, we were talking about it after we wrapped up. As A-list as it gets, he's been around forever, like decades upon decades in Hollywood. Love it. Yeah. we we And met. a real baseball fan. That's kind of like, look, we're not just going to bring anybody on. He, he really is into baseball. He had some great insight on the Dodgers, Astros thing. Uh, him and his son, great. That was fun. We, we met them briefly at California Strong Charity event. Um, and... Matt's awesome. Rob's awesome. Rob's who you think he is. He was like getting intense for the celebrity softball game and like stretching and getting loose and like <laughs> I think he was talking about pitch pitch sequencing. And yeah, I mean this combo is is awesome. It's it's if you sit down next to a guy at the bar and you talk about your baseball team, that's exactly what it was with <laughs> a little bit of <laughs> Astros hate. <laughs> yep. All right, we won't make you wait any longer. Throw it right to there. Here we go. We are joined by two of the few fans you will see in baseball stadiums this year. We got the Low Boys, Rob and Matthew Low. Boys, how you doing? We're good. We are. Uh, we're so glad baseball is back. You know, even if it just means that our cardboard versions of ourselves are there. But uh, <laughs> hey. our card. What does it say that our cardboard versions of ourselves at Dodger Stadium have better seats than our physical? <laughs> It's tough I was there. I, I was gonna say, did you get to choose the seats that the card the cardboard cutouts are in? No, uh, but I was glad that we're in the you know. There's that permanent camera shot that that you know you like yeah. hope you're in or don't hope depending on, yeah. on w- what your deal is. But I was glad we're in that little upper left hand corners. It's, yeah, you're in every highlight. It's awesome. It's like it's it's like, it's like watching regular season. And you're seeing Marlins man there, but now you're getting us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You guys are coming for him. I love it. Yeah. Well, the last time we saw you guys was at the California Strong Softball event, and Rob, Dallas Braden, was blowing up your hand at first base. So I just want to do a follow-up. How's it feel? <laughs> or is it sore for a while? He I, I was like, bro, you're not on the mound. You can take a little <laughs> bit off of it. <laughs> I, mean, I believe you have like a tiny glove too. I sh- I should have had um gauze. Under the glove. <laughs> I mean, honestly, my my that the, you, everybody who plays baseball knows that feeling when it hits that when it misses the webbing, and it hits that sort of sweet spot, and you just want to throw your mitt and go ow. But I, I don't think that was a good look for me, so I didn't do it. Could have could have been all right. I would have been screaming if I was out there. Yeah. It was right. it was fun. That was a fun game. Yeah, it's a really good event. I mean, that's uh, we're hope to be that we can be there again next year as well. Yeah. Flyovers, Malibu. It's that was beautiful. Hopefully, we can have some people in the stands next year, and I'll enjoy that. Yeah, for sure. 
Sure. I want to talk about the the Dodgers. I want to talk about Dodgers Astros. I want to ask if Joe Kelly is your guy's new hero. Uh, how's he been? I see that. I like the shirt there. <laughs> Were you guys dialed in for that that game? Were you like oh, yeah. hoping that oh. that was going to happen? We we saw that we saw that live, and I was texting Dave Roberts before and after. Um, and I love Dave. He's become a good friend. And um, and what I love about his texts is that he always manages the fine line between a major league manager who is a major league manager and then just being a bro, <laughs> you know, man, who will give you the yeah. So it's, it's great. Um, but Joe Kelly, that was, that was, I mean, that's instantly a Dodger highlight that goes up there with, I mean, it's, it's up there. It's not Kirk Gibson. It's not it's Kirk there. Gibson. <laughs> Do you guys think that was intentional? You watched the game. He was all over the place. I'm on record as saying, None of the pitches were intentional except maybe that 3-0 pitch. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I saw your breakdown. By the way, I love your breakdowns. I think your breakdowns are always spot on. And, Thank um, you. And I 100% agree with it. I do. I think – I think. look, I love Joe Kelly. I'm not sure he could pitch. I love him. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I, I love him. Let's, let's be – but I'm not sure he knows where to put the baseball. But, 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 but other than that – <laughs> I tried to I tried to get um We're there for his fighting spirit. Yeah. I tried to get Dave. I said, Dave, here's what I want you here's what would be the best. Bring somebody up from triple A, bring them in against Bregman. So everybody in the planet knows <laughs> poor, poor Bregman. <laughs> what this is. And let the guy bean him, take his fine, doff his hat. He would instantly be the most famous and beloved Dodger since Roy Campanella. Okay. But uh, that's why he's the manager and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a tough one. That guy, I mean, Joe Kelly got eight games for that. I know nobody here really agrees with that. That's bullshit. Such bullshit. Because, because the other reason is it was not an obvious beanball. That's the, in all seriousness, that's the other part. I mean, and he didn't hit him. And he didn't hit him. Yeah. If there's a guy, if, if there's one major league pitcher that you want, if you're in a dunk tank and you're like, oh, I'm going to pick one major league pitcher to try to not get me in this dunk tank, Joe Kelly's the guy. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know where the ball is going. So, you know, he missed him, but eight games it is. I like what the pick. I like the pickoffs afterward as well. I thought that was just rubbing salt in the wound. You just scared the hell out of him, throwing at his head. And now you're going to make him dive back to first. That was fun. I mean, do you think we'll have any more fireworks, any more excitement when these teams match up again? 100%. And I love it because if I had a knock on the Dodgers, and it's similar to the last time they went to the World Series. If you remember, in in before the 88 season, they were good, but they never really got there. And then they needed a badass to come in, and they got Gibson. So I think the Dodgers always lack a little badassery and a little fire. Yeah. I think that's always their issue. And it's an LA thing. I was going to say it's kind of an LA thing, right? Oh, 100% it's an So LA. chill. Yeah. It's it's 100% an LA thing and everybody's young and cool and they're great guys, great. So I love this. I thought it was awesome and exactly what the, the team actually needs. Forget the history of the Astros, forget it. For the Dodgers, I thought, you know, a little old school badassery goes a long way. Well, that's and we we wanted to ask you guys some some Dodger stuff out, outside of the Astros because one of our taglines is like we 
you can't watch all the baseball games. There's literally more than 24 hours of baseball games in a given day. We wanted to know, is there any low house bickering? Like, is anyone in on Corey Seager and someone's out? Like, what? what's your guys' biggest Dodger disagreement? We, as a low family, were, until this season, I hate to say it, not the biggest Corey Seager guy. <laughs> okay. okay. He was so injury-prone. He hadn't really proved himself. He was so highly touted. And then you had Cody Bellinger over here, and it was always like Rob and I arguing with each other, like when the time comes, who are we going to spend the money on? And I and now it's just like well, this year, I mean, Corey's kind of come around, man. Yeah, yeah, he's. that's been the, the biggest, I don't know, surprise, but that's definitely been the storyline is, is Seager being the guy, at least so far, that everybody thought and said that, that he was. And, and Cody will get it together. I always think about, like, if you're Cody, think of it from his perspective. You've had this great year, so you have all that pressure on you to be just in a vacuum you'd have that insane pressure then they go out and get Mookie and then they go out and extend Mookie with him never setting foot in a batter's box yeah and you're Bellinger I mean you'd have to be you'd have to have ice water in your veins to not get a little bit of the yips around that and the only bummer is we're playing such a shortened season that, that I just don't know if the math is going to work out. Because over the long term, there's just not an issue. That guy is a stud, Cody Bellinger. And Scott Forces is back. And Scott Forces is both. <laughs> that's such a great problem. We talk about it all the time on our podcast. The Dodgers have too many good players. And, they, and, and when you sign a guy like Mookie to a deal like you, they did, like you have to be able to figure out the money with the other guys. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting process to see what they do with Seager, what they do with Bellinger. But it's a it's like the best problem you can have in baseball is too many good players. You guys as Yankee people knew way more about Mookie than we did as West coast folks. I love that man. I mean, I love the little things he does. He does things that, that superstars just don't do anymore. And that, that ball the other day where he was running the base path and he was like, they were just saying by the arc of the ball, he knew exactly he could keep going. It's little things like that. Like obviously him hitting dingers and whatnot, that's great. But just the little like baseball sense he has is incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm elated over that. Just elated. That we have have you seen uh, his highlights in other sports? I mean, there's like videos of him dunking. He's a professional bowler. Yes. I mean, that, I, like, free. that's why he's a five tool player. He's, he's just good at every sport. Like he's just amazing. Yeah, he's he's got great, and he's got great. I just love the the fact that the Dodgers signed him like they did before. Any you know showed me that he's also a great dude, you know. And I love the way he's yeah. the first guy in the dugout steps to, for when other guys have hit home runs and stuff. I'm I'm so, I'm just so psyched we have him. How are you? Where are you guys stand on the bullpen right now? Are you rooting for Kenley to lose his spot? Test test someone else out there, or do you still have all your faith? <laughs> we there? got a little bit of an eye roll. We got a little bit of an eye roll. <laughs> I here's here here's I'll say this. <laughs> oh no! And I about five or six years ago, when I used to be in Dodger Stadium, and I would hear California Love come on, I knew the game was over. Yeah. Now I hear California Love come on, and I'm like, oh boy. Oh yeah. We this we are very much still in a game here. So I mean, God bless him. He's done so much for us, and he's such a good guy. He's so sweet, but man, I just don't know anymore. That's yeah. kind of been the Dodgers' fault for a while. The back end of the bullpen, or the bullpen in general, they picked up a few guys this year in training and 
traded for Gratterall. So hopefully they can take a little bit of pressure off of Jansen because he is he's such a big part of all of the Dodgers' success. But the shelf life of a back-end relievers isn't very long. So well, he's also, battling right now. I mean, it isn't very long in the perfect circumstances. But then, you know, he's had very serious health issues. Yeah. Very serious. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. He's a great – I don't know him at all, but apparently he's one of the great dudes. But I also feel like there's this weird thing going on where, like, you have to have a successor. Even the best person needs a successor in waiting. And I don't know if they put anybody in a position to be the successor in waiting. You know, it's like Urias is now starting. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's any great experiment. I don't know. We'll see. He's pitching tonight, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because um, that guy coming out of the bullpen, might, you know, who knows? I could see him as a little, you know, R- Rivera in the making. Um, I like that. I, I don't know. I just, I guess I, what I'm saying is I don't know how you audition somebody as the closer without making Kenley not the closer. Closer comes in when a closer closes. And right now, the only closer who's coming in is Kenley. So how are you auditioning anybody? Yeah, you almost need Kenley, and it's hard in the 60-game set to 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 get a slight injury, and then you test someone out. That's always what happened with the Yankees. Like, whenever Mariano got injured, David Robertson stepped up, or Dylan Batanzas stepped up, and then from there, they say, hey, I can do it. I did it that week. Mariano was hurt. So, exactly. yeah, it's hard to, to bump a guy out because that's his job, and – the confidence kill there, so that's crazy. But I think Bruce Star looks good. Sorry, Jared, yeah, I think they'll they'll see who if they get guys in high leverage situations like a Bruce Star Gratterall, like the training, and he continues to do well, and maybe Jansen struggles. You could see a flop because look, the Dodgers want to win the World Series. I mean, that, that's it. There's nothing else. Like if you go to the World Series, no one cares. You have to win the World Series. So I mean, I've I've seen one team. The team that shall not be named celebrate winning World Series on our mm. field, man. I mean, I'll never forget that game being there, and we who, we were weren't we sitting next to Vince Scully? Vin, yeah, we, we were, sat next to Vince geez. Scully for the most painful Dodger game in history. I'll never forget as long as I live the seventh innings coming around, and Vin gets up to leave. And we're like, Vin, where are you going? He goes, this game is over. Oh <laughs> my goodness, we're done. <laughs> What is Vin Scully like in a game that he's not announcing? Oh, okay, so this is the best. So this was the year before they put the netting all around first and second base line, and there was a big debate in baseball about how far the netting was going to go and was it good, was it bad? And somebody said, well, you know, the Do- a kid got killed at Dodger Stadium years ago. And I was like, that's bullshit. And then a light bulb went on and said, wait a minute, Vin Scully's right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned around to Vin. I go, hey, Vin, it, Mr. S- Mr. Scully, yeah. Mr. Scully, um, if ever there's a Mr., it's Mr. Scully. Was there ever anybody killed by a foul ball in Dodger Stadium? And it was like I turned the radio on. He was like, it was the end of a doubleheader on an August <laughs> night. A young boy had made the drive with his father up from Anaheim, and Manny Mota stepped at bat and hit a line drive that hit the child on the head. Paramedics were called, and he was taken out of Dodger Stadium to a standing ovation. He passed away in the car on the way to the hospital. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Awesome to hear him <laughs> say that horrible fun. story to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's like the darkest story, but told in that Vin Scully way. Yeah. <laughs> Vin Scully bubble wrapped it for you. Jeez. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that is, that is uh, I wonder if he just, I always wonder if it, in his head, is he just announcing? You know, or is he completely watching in a different style? 
Here's the other thing, by the way, about the Dodgers. I love our Dodger announcing booth. I think oh, it's yeah. great. I think to follow up Scully, I mean, Hershiser and God, what's our, what's our guy's Joe. name? Joe. Joe and Hershiser, they're great. They're great, great, great. They're not the same. They don't try to be the same. And I love listening to them. They're yeah. great. The the Dodgers broadcast, no, not the announcers, the actual camera crew and the, the booth, they do the most amount of close-ups as you'll ever see a baseball team do. You guys probably watch it every day, so you don't realize. But when I tuned in, I was like, oh, my God. They zoom in on the pitcher's face. It's all Hollywood. It's like all the emotions. They <laughs> well, do so it, many player close-ups. It's, it's cool. It's funny you say that because um, a couple games ago, ESPN covered it. Oh, yeah. And it was it was the first – it was the might have been the very yeah, – it, it, it was the opening day. It was opening day. And it was awful. Yeah. Awful. Everything about yeah, it was yep. awful. The announcers were on Zoom. They talked over each other. They didn't know what was going on. The cameras were terrible. And I'm like, our local pr- production is is better than this. But yeah, all the regional networks are, do a better job than the national. I don't think the national networks realize that. They missed the first pitch of that game. Yeah. They did. That's right. The first at-bat. That's the first right. inning. I mean, I don't have as much other local experience. The only other local broadcast I watch is the Brewers and they have another great one as well. But I mean, it's, it is, it's so true. It's so funny how the biggest names just can't get it right. And you go down to the locals and it's so much better. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. crazy. We saw an opening day Fauci throw out the first pitch. Oh. It did not go well. <laughs> Rob, you've had to have thrown out a first pitch before, right? Many, I've thrown out many first pitches and um, not to brag, but like Ty Cobb says, it ain't bragging if you've done it. I've always, I've always either thrown a striker or even put it right there in the black. You're, my nightmare okay. is the Fauci. But I, I go, whenever I'm doing it, I show up an hour before and go and, and pitch off the mound. Now, is it nerve-wracking when you're out there? What's really nerve-wracking is when you – because we as civilians, you don't ever get to do it, is you go to the mound and you look at the catcher, but behind them are all the people, so the different colors. So the depth <laughs> perception is what's really unexpected. Like, okay, that's mm. the thing that – that you that freaks you out um but i i love it it's fun to, it's i gotta say it's pretty fun to do <laughs> yeah i would guess i like awesome. that you do it from the mound are you on the hill yeah. like on the bump on oh the no road? i have a whole i have a whole thing i do because like oh, yeah. sure. i'm gonna like, have to check this out showman it's ridiculous yeah I mean, <laughs> not surprising it, go the whole way so usually what i do is i tell the catcher i go to the rubber right i go right out to the mound people go crazy for that and then the catcher then comes up like five feet in front of the plate and gets in his crouch, and then I wave him off. Oh, okay. And I, I and I tell this. him to get like fucking get behind the fucking plate, pal. And then <laughs> and then people go crazy. And then but then you have to throw a strike. You have to. Yeah, you're building it up for yourself. So now, if you ever see him do this, like I know this bit, I know what's coming. That's a breakdown for sure. Yeah. We're, we're gonna have to look. We at just that. got it. Yeah. Which catcher has been like the most into it? Like, oh, I love it. Like, I'll tell you, I threw out. So I grew up as a big red machine guy because uh, I lived in Dayton, Ohio, and I still love the Reds. And my the Castellini family are great, great family, and they they own the Reds. And I threw out a first pitch there, and Puig, having been a Dodger, heard I was going to do it, and he asked to catch for me. That's cool. Which okay. is so sweet and great. So yeah, it was definitely Yasiel Puig as my catcher that was like the one who was most into it. Wild that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's as fun <laughs> as it gets himself. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. I was, uh, uh, for, for both of you, and this is as Yankee fans, we've had a really good team the past few years. They had kind of their one comeback season and that didn't feel like the Yankees. Like it was kind of the upstart Yankees. You never feel that. 
And then the past couple of years, it's weird because we we try to do national baseball, but we're Yankee fans, and we say that. And you know, last year it felt like our year. I know Dodger fans have felt the same thing. Is it now that Mookie's there? Does it feel more like your year, or or, or what are you guys? Are you just blinders on? Let's go I, get it, or what? I think that it feels more like our year, but I also feel like this is a new team with a new composition from the same team that we've had for the past, I would say, three or four years. feels really different. A good and exciting way. Yeah, and, and again, and I just think that everybody from, you know, and again, I love Dave Roberts. He's the, one of the nicest men and smartest baseball guys. You know, but again, there's nobody who's a fucking dick involved with, with the Dodgers. And, and I feel like in lieu of that, which I would have loved to have found somebody who was like that, I would have loved one of those horrible little Astro assholes to come onto our team because <laughs> I think we could have used that chemistry. But but I do think all the nice guy Dodgers are like, that. they're over it. They're ready to go. Do you know what I mean? They're, they don't want to be the Buffalo Bills. I think yeah. Walker Bueller brings some moxie to the mound. Like, yeah, I, think I like he, that. Love him for sure. <laughs> I like love him. Yeah. yeah. Now, I have a question for you, Matt, and, and oh, Rob as well. When you find out the Astros cheated and all that stuff, and then you hear that stat that they did not have a single swing and miss oh, at a Kershaw off-speed pitch, do you have internally re- regret for some of the thoughts you may have had for Kershaw oh, after that oh, outing? Oh, yes. All I, know, all I know is that Jack Davis and I have said unspeakable things about Clayton Kershaw <laughs> in the wake of that World Series that I wish – that I could take back so profusely now knowing what I know. You can. It, it, it's so sad, man. Darvish too, right? I remember, I remember saying, it looks like he's throwing batting practice. Yeah. And then I realized he was. Yeah. Because they knew what was coming. Yeah. Well, you know, look, I, have, I grew up in LA. All my friends are Dodgers fans. They all say the same thing about Kershaw in the playoffs. It's not just the Astros that he had a tough time against. There's uh, a, there's sure. some other games. But that game in itself was nuts. Yeah, that's tough. Look, guys, that's tough. guys, guys, guys. There was a time when Peyton Manning was that guy. We're like, he can't make it in the postseason. Yeah. He needs to stop with all the gesticulating. Just fucking play football. That was a narrative for a long sure. time. And he had a mo- and, and he was allowed his moment to get over the hump. The Astros robbed Clayton Kershaw. Ooh. Of his moment to get over the hump. Yeah, I really. I did. agree with that. He's one of the best pitchers of our generation, like if not the best pitcher yeah. of our generation. So, I, and he's, you know, he looks like he's tough. good this year. He looks like he's having a really good year so far. So, knock on wood. Yeah, so far you brought up the NFL, Rob. Now you made a lot of waves with your NFL mm. hat. Do you oh, have yeah. an MLB hat? Would you? I have, do. I you better not. Have, you better I not. Good. I have an MLB. They literally in, Within 48 hours of wearing that hat, the MLB sent me their their version of it. I have, I have it in my closet. Did any obscure league send you a hat? That would be funny if some, like, you know, Lithuanian. <laughs> oh, that really good. What would that be? Like That's funny. Well, I have, I have one that just says sports. Yeah. <laughs> That's made That's, for Jake. That's yeah. uh, He needs that hat. I love it's baseball. Sports. That's where... There you go. Yeah. We're pretty basic guys over here. Yeah. You know, this is the hat of hats. This is the yeah. one. I mean, pretty good. <laughs> you do love that hat. <laughs> with everything I have going on in my life, it made me laugh that I'd be shooting like the season finale of 911 Lone Star and starting my podcast and my, my one man show tour. But I would be holding all those meetings off while I was designing and personally paying for the production of Houston Asterisk hats. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I really have my priorities in order, obviously. 
I have a question I that we that. get asked as Yankee fans a lot regarding the Astros. Would you like to see them in the World Series and beat them? Or is the risk of losing to them again so much so that you'd rather them just be awful and not even make the playoffs? Oh, I want to see the I, I want to see the Yankees more than anything in the world. So there's that. I don't want them taking the Yankees slot. Okay. There's that. All right. But if it's I appreciate not, that. If, if it's not, God forbid, the Yankees, then I want I, I absolutely want to see those guys. I love listen, we haven't had a great old school rivalry in a long time. Yeah. And we have one now, like a real one. Like these teams don't like each other, man. Yeah. This is great. This is Celtics, Lakers. Mm. It isn't for show. And every other sport, everybody's tweeting at everybody and figuring out when they're going to do an album together and all this <laughs> bullshit. And like, this is what sports should be. Yep. Yeah. Nobody likes the Astros. Nobody is like, hey, so and so on the Astros, let's hang out. Like everyone says, fuck you <laughs> to all the Astros. That's, that's how that's it is. It. Yeah. It's great. That's all it. right. I mean, I well, thank you very much for joining boys. us, Jake. You got anything else? Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, you you can hype your podcast on ours, but I, I don't know if we have as, as much reach as your, your success has probably got. <laughs> I'll take, listen, and, I'm, I'm the new kid on the block. I'll take, I'll take all the people I can. It's called Literally with Rob Lowe. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we, we uh, this week is the great and hilarious David Spade. It is ooh, nice. it's so funny. Um and uh, yeah, it's it's particularly good. And next week, um, Demi Moore, little Brat Pack reunion, Jeez. little uh, nice. in almost fire, yeah, reunions. It's I, fun. I gotta say, I'm a tough critic of his work, so it takes a lot for me to listen to it. And I listened to the Mike Myers one, and it was all time funny. We so. wanted to ask about Mike, Mike Myers, Myers. Like, you, you know, yeah. Wayne's World, He's Austin Powers. Time. Yeah, you got a big. You have to, you, you should listen to the Mike Myers one because the notion that he spends all of his time painting portraits of Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Is the all-time greatest story. It's pretty good. So genius. <laughs> I want. I want to tell you this before we before we let you go. I've been serenaded by your voice for a long time and did not even know it. You are Simba on the Lion Guard, and what? <laughs> when I found that out, when we were researching for this, I was like, Do you know how much time I've spent listening to Rablo's voice with my kids? <laughs> it's incredible. So you're like your range. <laughs> Holy shit. Nobody yeah. plays an elderly lion like I do. <laughs> no wow. one does. Damn. Oh, that's awesome. Love it. All right. We'll let you guys go. Thank you very much. If the, you know, if the we ever get uh games back with fans and you come to Yankee Stadium for a game, we'll have to oh. uh boo the Astros together or in unison or something. I think we were trying to get that set up, right, Matt, with the Astros sure. coming to sure. Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. I haven't been. I haven't been to the new stadium. I'm. I'm. I'm dying to come check it out. Okay. It'd be great. They got nice amenities, but it's. It's not as. Uh, as. Uh, We're baseball purists. Yeah, it's not as quainty as you'd like it to be. They messed. Whole, they messed that's, it. That's a whole other subject. It's like when they tore down Giant Stadium and they built. It's like this is what you guys built. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. It's all right. <laughs> I've been saying that about Yankee Stadium. They messed that up, but. We won't get into it right now because yeah. it makes these Thanks. guys really <laughs> upset. Yeah, yeah. It's been okay. a nice day. All right. Thank you guys very much. Have a great one. Yeah, guys. Thanks, man. All right. There you go. Ton of fun. Matthew and Rob Lowe. Uh, some highlights for me. The shitty little Astros, I think was his direct quote. Yeah. Then saying, I want one of those dicks on the Dodgers. Yeah. We need, we need some uh, heart on there. He said he liked the breakdown videos. That was he said cool. he agreed with them, so that's awesome to hear 
yeah, that was that was cool. It's fun to see when we ask, you know, we asked them, you know, Maddie and, and what do you guys disagree on? And they both kind of just went like, oh, and yeah. then we talked about Kenley and dropped their head. Was that what made Rob drop his head? That was a, a lot of fun. And like you said before we threw it to that, that is just a conversation with baseball fans. Rob Lowe is a real deal Dodgers fan. Baseball, the emotions of baseball are relatable through, throughout the sport and the with the Kenley Jansen talk. I mean, every every baseball team has felt that about a relief pitcher at some point in time. So that was fun. In the early, I was texting Dave Roberts flex. Wasn't bad either. I like yeah. that. Huge flex. Um, <laughs> I've been thrown numerous pitches. He even, he's thrown so many first pitches that he has his own routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about that routine? That's pretty good. That's theatrics, he's man. Ham- he's hamming it up. That's exactly what you want. Most people are so nervous, they just want to get it over with. Yeah. Rob, showman. being a star, he's a showman. Oh, I forgot about the Vince Scully stuff. That was yeah. um, Vince Scully. Wild. He, better, he said, he also <laughs> said, dark. <laughs> I turned around to ask Vince Scully, meaning... He had better seats ah. than Vince Oh, wow. wow. Nice yeah, catch, so. Trev. Nice there were subtle flexes throughout. <laughs> Deservedly that, so. Yeah, he's earned them. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow we will have Trevor's Tidbits, and then on Thursday we will have another interview for you. Fingers crossed we haven't recorded it yet, but we have it locked in. So it's a full week, five-episode week here. Go share this with anyone you know that likes baseball and likes Parks and Rec. Or Rob Lowe. Because, or Lion Guard. Or Fish. Or Lion Guard. Or Matt Fish. Matt catches a lot of fish. Yeah. Matt does catch a lot of fish. You ever seen his Instagram? It's a fish mm, Instagram. I love I'm going to go fishing with him. Tons Should? of fish. We're out. Thank you guys very much. We'll see you next time. Jake sucks.